all this weekend, um, I just can say I've been so encouraged as we've spent time on Saturday night and most of, of, Saturday, of Friday night and most of Saturday morning, probably at least a hundred of you, maybe a little bit more, uh, that have said, you know what, we want to focus on our marriages. We want to focus on what we're being as husbands and as wives and how we're glorifying God in that. And I'm going to just tell you, you never know uh, who's going to show up or who's going to have interest, but I've been really encouraged by that because here's what I know. There is a direct connection between your relationship with your spouse and your relationship with God. There is a direct connection between your relationship with your spouse and your relationship with God. I've just lived enough life to tell you that whenever you start having trouble in one of those two areas, it's not long before it begins to impact the other area. You start having troubles at home, you're more than likely going to have some struggles in your faith. You start having struggles in your faith, you're more than likely going to have start having some troubles at home. But I also know that the reverse of that is true. You start allowing your home to be the blessing that God wants it to be, and, and all of a sudden, you're going to begin to see God as the source of that great blessing. You begin to see God as the giver of all good gifts in your life. You're going to begin to see that gift that He's given you as a blessing in your life. So let me just tell you I'm encouraged by that. We're going to continue this morning to talk specifically about some of the things that the Bible has to say about our marriages and about our relationships. You know, one of the observations that might be kind of a well-duh moment for us, but we tend to forget so often, is that men and women are different that we see things differently, we hear things differently, we interpret things differently. Um, if, if, let's take Travis and Camille, for example. That's why they sit up here, so I can use them as examples. But, but let's say they got up this morning, and, and Travis stands, he stands in front of the closet, and he says, I don't have anything to wear. You know what that means? It means all the clothes are dirty. Somebody forgot to do the laundry. If Camille stands in front of her closet and she says the same words, I don't have anything to wear. You know what that means? Time to go shopping, right? I mean, they're the same words. Travis ain't going to go shopping. He's going to go do some laundry. Camille, she's going to go down to Kohl's, right? I'm just saying that men and women are different. There was a, there was a, a, a couple that was leaving, something kind of like what, what we did yesterday, and, and they went out and they, and they got in their car and and, and the, the woman turned, turned to her husband and she said, so, I mean, we've been talking a lot about marriages and relationships, so, so what do you think about me in regards to, in regards to our marriage? And, and her husband looked at her, Chance, and, and, and he, said, he said, I think you're, I mean, I think you're really critical. Now, now when he said that, you, you feel that air go out of the room? He said, what? I mean, she's about to, I'm going to show you critical, right? I mean, she's about, she's about to blow up. I mean, everybody understand what I'm saying? And, and she says, nope, nope. I've been, I mean, we've been this, we're going to work through this. Maybe I am critical. We're going to try to understand some of these things. And then, and then he, he continues as she kind of catches her breath. He says, yeah, I mean, I've been thinking a lot about our, about our relationship. And, and, and what would happen to me if something happened to you? I mean, you're, you're just critical to my existence, right? I mean, if something happened to you, I just don't know what I would do. 
Sometimes what people say and what people are hearing, two very different things. We, we, we could go on and on and play that game. You probably can give some personal examples from your life and in your relationship where you have said one thing and it got heard a completely different way. Can you? If you've been married more than like 10 minutes, right? Like, I, I don't know what you heard, but that is not what I was trying to communicate. Well, this morning, as you keep your Bibles open there to Ephesians chapter 5, I want us to I want us to focus in on one of those differences that Paul focuses in on, but the world does not. But Paul focuses focuses in on it, I think, well, I would say intentionally, but mainly because it's true. And, and if we don't focus in on it, we're going to miss something. That can, that can help us to have stronger marriages as God intended for us to have. And I will tell you that understanding some of these things has probably been one of the most impactful things in regards to my own personal marriage. These things that I've read so many times in God's Word, we're going to take a moment to recognize some of the differences between men and women. So, so you know that Ephesians chapter 5, Paul is giving a lot of He's given a lot of specifics, right, uh, about the role of a husband and the role of a wife. And, and we, we talked a little bit about that last week as we talked about what a, about what a radical family looks like and trying to understand the, the, the things that, that God has revealed to us about those roles within the home. But, but he comes all the way to the end of the chapter. And, and in, verse, in verse 33, he's going to give us this, well, I guess a, a, a summary verse right? I've said all this about wives and their husbands and the Lord and sacrifice, and, and now I'm going to come down, I'm going I'm to put a bow on it. I'm going to try to sum up everything that I've been trying to get across to you about men and women, husbands and wives in the home. Ephesians 5 and verse 33, nevertheless, let each individual among you also love his own wife, even as himself, And let the wife see to it that she respect her husband. Do you find it the least bit odd that Paul doesn't just come to the end of this chapter and say, you know what I'm really trying to say, husbands? What I'm really trying to say, wives, is that you need to love each other the same way that Christ loves the church. But that's not all that he says. Now that would be a true statement, wouldn't it? I don't think anybody would disagree with that statement. But Paul expands upon that statement, saying something different to the men and saying something different to the women. He says to the men, you need to love your wife. Not some superficial love or love that's just about words. You need to love her with that sacrificial love in the same way that Christ even loved the church. Even as you love yourself, you need to love your wife. But then he turns, but then he turns to the wives. And what does he say to the wives? And let the wife see to it that she respect her husband. Love and respect. It doesn't mean that husbands don't, don't need love, and it doesn't mean that wives don't need respect, 
But, but Paul seems to acknowledge in this verse that men and women are different. That men and women have some different needs, and they have those needs intrinsically. What, what do we mean by that? They have those needs because God made them that way. We have a lot of talk in our world today about how God made me. God made me this way. And, and a lot of it is nothing more than justification for sin, right? But in this verse, he's saying, God made you this way. Why is your wife the way that she is? Because God made her that way. Why is your husband, why is your husband the way that he is? Because God made him that way. And this morning, I want us, I want us to spend a disproportionate amount of time talking about the God-given need for wives to respect their husbands. It isn't because it's more important than husbands loving their wives, but the truth is, the truth is, if you've been here this weekend, we've spent a whole lot of time talking about how we need to love our wives, haven't we? If you've been here, shake your head up and down. And if you weren't listening, then you know, then, then just trust me. That's what I said, right? I mean, and, and that's, you know what, that's typically... That's typically what we talk about when we talk about our relationship. There's a lot of powerful, challenging things to be said, right? You, you, need, you need, fellas, you need to pay attention to showing love to your wife as much as you pay attention to showing love to yourself. But what we're going to focus on is that, is that God-given need for respect. Ladies, I want you to understand that this is one of those keys to a radical marriage. This is one of those keys to having a marriage that's not just like everybody else's marriage. I don't want a marriage like every. Do you want a marriage like everybody else? Do you want a normal marriage? Because if you've been talking to many people, you know that normal is not good. You know that normal is people tolerating each other and people getting on each other's nerves and people ending in, ending in divorce. That's normal. Is that true? Yeah, that, that is, I wish it wasn't true, but I know that it is true. I'm not satisfied with that, and I don't think that's what God intended for marriage to be. It's not an old ball and chain. It's supposed to be a blessing. Well, how do we do that? Well, we're going to focus on this need for respect. Ladies, in the same way that you need love, do you need love? Do you need your husband to love you? Ladies, it make it interactive, right? You don't got to speak out, but you can move your head. Ladies, do you need your husband to love you? So, yeah, absolutely, right? I didn't see any heads moving over here, but, but I'm, husbands, I know you're scared to look at them right now, but, but that, 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 that's yes, right? Now, let me ask you this question. Why? Why do you need that? Why do you need your husband to love you? Are you just needy? Right? Is it, are, are you, are you, what, what sometimes we say, uh, are, you, are you one of those uh, high-maintenance women? Right? I know they exist, not in this room, but I know they exist. Is, is, that, is that why you're saying, I, I just need my husband to love me? Is that why you need that? Well, no. I mean, you're not high-maintenance. That's just the way God made you. Right? That, 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 that's part of the core of, of being a woman and being in that marital relationship. What I want you to understand is, is we all understand that, we all relate to that, right? Love your wife, even as you love yourself. Love your wife, even as Christ loved the church. We, we, we get it. Your husband needs respect. 
Not, not just anybody's respect. The, the, the truth is, your husband probably gets respect in a lot of different places. You think that's true? Yeah, yeah. I mean, your, your husband probably gets respect in a, in a lot of different places, but he needs your respect because God made him that way. I just want you to think about that. And, and, and if you don't get anything else from this lesson, I, d- I just want that thought to roll around in your mind that that's what Paul says there in Ephesians 5. Let each individual among you love his own wife even as himself, and let the wife see to it that she respect her husband. Now, now we live in this world where someone wants to say, yeah, okay, okay, I'm hearing what you're saying, I'm looking at the Scripture, but, but you know, women need respect too, right? Some of you have been sitting on the edge of your pew like, I'm about to holler it out, okay? I know, because I've had these conversations before, right? I mean, R-E-S-P-E-C-T, right? Find out. I'm not going to sing it, but, but you, you, you get it. Well, I kind of did sing it anyways. But, but that idea, you know that song that Aretha Franklin made the theme of, of the feminist movement in our country? Respect. Did you know that Otis Redding wrote that song? Did you know that Otis Redding wrote that song ex- trying to express to his wife what he, what he needed from her? I just, I just want you to respect me. Of course the Bible says that women respect. 1 Corinthians 7 talks about honoring our wives. But, but men and women are different. And, and here's what I'm telling you. If, if your husband is disrespectful to you, uh, the majority of times, I know there are exceptions. Maybe you are the exception. Maybe you're the exception to every rule. Some people do. Some people are always the but, but But for the vast majority of you, if your husband were to be disrespectful to you, at some point or another, you would, you would eventually land on, how can you treat me that like that and then say that you love me? Eventually, you're going you're to get back to this love thing. Your husband, very rarely wonders if you love him. I'm talking about two goodwill people that are trying to serve the Lord. He, he, he doesn't wonder, do, do, do you love me? But, but sometimes he might wonder, do you respect me? Do you, do, do you really respect me? I mean, everybody respects me. You ever find yourself talking to your husband in ways that nobody else would ever talk to him? Does that ever happen? Well, that, that's part of what he's saying here. Right? That's part of what he's saying here. This is God's design for marriage. There was a survey done several years ago, and they asked men and women, husbands and wives, when you find yourself in the middle of conflict with, with, your, with your wife, with, 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 with your husband, are you, more likely, are you more likely to be feeling A or B? Everybody been in a conflict with your spouse? Once again, that kind of over 10 minutes of marriage thing, you're going to find yourself in conflict. When you're in that moment, do, do you find yourself more likely to be, to be thinking, you know what, my spouse doesn't respect me right now. Or B, my spouse doesn't love me right now. Which one are you generally feeling? When you, when you, have, when you have your little tiff, when you have your little, little fight, right? Sometimes not so little, but we're going to act like they're all little right now. What, what, are you more likely to feel, A, my, my spouse doesn't respect me right now, or my spouse doesn't love me right now? They, they, they gave that survey to men and women, and they found that, by the way, this survey, it's, it's been done multiple times in multiple different places, in multiple different settings, and 81.5% of men chose 
she doesn't respect me right now. That's what the men said. Do you know what the women said? Almost, almost the exact opposite. Over 80% of the women said, when I find myself in conflict with my spouse, she do, she do, he doesn't love me right now. Why? Because men and women are different. Men and women are processing things in different ways. Most husbands are pretty confident in their wife's love. But many times they will interpret conflict as a lack of respect. They will interpret it as disrespect. See, th- this isn't something that comes natural to us. That's why we've got to talk about it. And in particular in our culture, Love comes a little bit more natural. Agape comes a little bit more natural, right? right? That, that, that agape love, that, that, that love that we have uh, for, for our children, that love that we have for our families. Look over like in Titus chapter 2 where he's talking about the older women teaching the younger women. He says, older women, older women likewise are to be reverent in their behavior, teaching what is good, that they may encourage their young women to love their husbands. You have to learn, not agape. Did anybody have to tell you to love your children? Anybody have to tell you to, to agape your children? It just, it just kind of happens, right? And I know sometimes those things break down, but, but that, that's really not what we're talking about this morning. It, that, that's a very natural response. He's, he says, older women, you need to teach, you need to teach the, these younger women to, to phileo their husbands. That friendship love, that brotherly love that we sometimes talk about. This means that this might not come natural to you, ladies. In particular, in, in a world where, where, where people don't think we need to pay attention to this, but Paul says we do. And I can tell you, as someone who's been married for over 20 years, and someone who has been in the middle of a lot of other marriages that have been a lot longer than mine, when this begins to break down, it's the, it's the root of a whole lot of problems. What we're talking about in this love and respect, it's unconditional. It is unconditional. Verse 25, still there in the, in the book of Ephesians. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. I mean, that's the challenge, right? When did Christ love us? Once we got all our stuff together? Once we, you know, stopped sinning? Once we No, Christ loved us even while we were still lost in our sin. He says, husbands, I want you to love your wives in the same way. It's unconditional love. And somebody says, well, but you don't know my wife. Well, that's true. I, I am well aware of the fact that there are some women who are harder to love than others. Right? I mean, not everybody is as lovable. I, I get it. Right? By the way, that's true about people in general. Some people are easier to love than others. But guys, love is not just a feeling. Love is a decision. Love is an action. Love is a verb. You go read 1 Corinthians 13. It's about something that you're choosing to do. It's about a way that you're choosing to to engage and to treat someone. Husbands, the love that you're to have for your wives is to be an unconditional sort of love. Now, is there anything remotely controversial about that statement? You should love your wives unconditionally. Anything controversial about that? Ladies, is that controversial at all? Well, no. 
Matter of fact, you could go outside the church and you could say that. I mean, you could stand at Walmart of people who, you know, they, they, they're not even thinking about God or godly things uh, at some, some point in their life. Should a husband love their wife unconditionally? What, what, what are they going to say? Well, every man, woman, and child are going to say, well, yeah, of course. He better, right? <laughs> right? So this, this idea of unconditionality, that's true about love. It's also true about respect. How do I know that? Well, I know that because I go over to places like 1 Peter chapter 3 where, where Peter's talking about a, a woman who's married to, to an unbeliever. He, she's, she's married to someone who, who may not actually be seeking godly things in his life. And what, listen to what he says, wives. Likewise, I want you to be submissive to your own husbands. What, what, what kind of husband is she talking about? A good godly husband? Is that what he's talking about here? No. We're talking about the, the husband that comes and, and comes and worships with, with their wife every, every first day. No, not what he's talking about. He's talking about a believer married to an unbeliever. He says, he says, ladies, I want you to be submissive to them. That even if some do not obey the word, they without a word may be won by the conduct of their wives when they observe your chaste conduct accompanied by fear. It's same word for respect that we have there but you don't know my husband, right? I mean, this attitude, this is so prevalent in our society, and that's why, that's why unconditional love is not controversial. I'm going to tell you that uncon- unconditional respect is a pretty radical idea. I mean, even if we acknowledge what the Scriptures say, this is something that runs counterculture. So someone, someone might say, well, I, I'll respect my husband whenever he deserves respect. I have had many, many women tell me that about their husbands. And typically it was saying so in a, in a context where he really didn't deserve respect. He had done some things that were pretty, you right. I mean, I, I got, I'm not talking about abuse. I'm not talking about sin. I'm just talking about not working on their relationship. Well, I don't feel like respecting him. And you know what? If I don't feel like respecting him, then it'd be hypocritical for me to, to, for, for me to respect him. And I don't want to be a hypocrite. And everybody says respect is something that's supposed to be earned. I know I've even taught that to my son at times. And he hasn't earned it. He doesn't deserve it. So I'm not going to give it to him until he, until he starts to be more loving. You know, the dictionary says, the dictionary says that respect is something that you give to your superiors. And he's not superior to me. Right? This is, this is not that, you know, he's going to lord this thing over me. I'm not going to be treated like a doormat. You know, I think I know probably what's going on, Wes. I mean, it's this, this agenda, this agenda to return to some sort of a, a male patriarchy. That's the mantra. Go ahead and bring this up on social media and see what comes out. That's what's going to come up right? Why am I going to do this? I'm not going to do this. He doesn't deserve this. I'm not a doormat. I'm not this. Listen, how many of you have sons? Because, because we, we, we need to think about this in terms of our husband and wife relationship, but, but we got to think about our sons because one day, one day your sweet little boy, right? One day your sweet little boy is going to get married and your daughter-in-law, if she listens to the things of the world, is going to go right down this mantra. I'll give respect whenever he deserves respect. And if I don't feel like it, that wouldn't be true. And he's not going to tell me what to do. And I'm not going to be a doormat. And, and he's going to enter into conflict that you know is coming. It comes in all marriages. It comes in all relationships. And you know what he's going to do? Your, your sweet little boy is going to shut, is going to shut her on down. Because he's, he's, going to, he's going to get angry. But he's an honorable person. 
He's an honorable person. An honorable person, you, 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 you don't lash out at your wife. You don't strike back at your wife. So what do you do? You just shut those things down. And he's going to go off by himself. Why? Because he's that goodwill person. Is that how you want your daughter-in-law to interact with your son? No. I mean, who, who wants that? We need to understand that men and women are different. It would be interesting to me, and I won't ask you to raise your hands, because I know it's most of you. How many women in this room, and when you think about conflict in your marriages, struggle, struggle with the fact that your husband shuts down? Right? I'm not going to ask everybody to raise, to raise your hand, but Shelly, you want to raise your hand? Right? Yeah, she probably raised two hands and two feet. Right? I mean, why does that happen? Why does that happen? And it's because we're not acknowledging this God-given need for respect. And when respect isn't there, now listen, the, it's, it's, shutting down can be a very unloving thing. It can be done in an unloving way, right? I'm just trying to help us understand why that's happening. Somebody says, well, but I, okay, but, but I don't want to be a doormat. I am not talking about being a doormat. I'm not talking about your husband lording these things over you. I'm not talking about your husband uh, leading you into sin. Jesus says in Luke 6 and verse 45 that the good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth what is good, and the evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth what is evil. So if your husband is an evil man, he's going to treat you like a doormat whether you respect him or not. But if your husband is a good man, and I believe you think that your husband is a good man, if your husband is a good man, and you treat him with respect, as the Bible instructs us to, as the Bible challenges us to, then you're going to give him the thing that he needs, because, and he needs it because God has made him to need it. And you're going to equip him to actually love you in a more and a deeper way. It's worth a shot. We're not talking about sin. I'm talking about this. I know what an abusive home looks like. Okay? I know about that. I I know about some of those things very firsthand. That's not what I'm talking about. That's not what Paul's talking about when he says you ought to respect, see to it that you respect your husbands. It's not what he's talking about. Somewhere along the line with Ananias and Sapphira, when when, when they said we're going to do this, listen, Ananias shouldn't say, well, you're the husband, we've got to go lie to the church. No! That's sinful. You, you obey God rather than man. I, I'm, you understand where, where, our, where our borders are? But don't jump to there every time we say respect. This is about that relationship, not about bad behavior. And these things become motivational. You remember, this is what he says there in 1 Peter 3, when he says that you ought to be submissive to your husbands, that they might be won. By what? By your constant nagging? Is that, is that how you win? No, that's not going to win anybody, especially not a man. That's going to shut a man down. I'm just going to tell you that right now, right? They may be one as they observe your conduct, your chaste conduct accompanied by fear or by respect. It becomes this motivational thing. You want to motivate your husband? You want to motivate your wife? Give them the things that God says that they need. You want to motivate your wife? Show love for her. We just had Valentine's Day, didn't we? 
And there are a lot of you guys who did a lot of things because in some small way you were trying to say, I love you. That doesn't make your wife needy or high maintenance. She, God made her that way. And guess what? I want to give her the things that she needs. She's my one. She's my only. I want to give her those things. I'm not trying to manipulate her. Same way with, with our husbands. I want to give him the things that God says that he needs. How do we do that? Well, probably a lot of different ways, and I could direct you to some written resources and some, and some podcasts, and I would love to have some discussions about some of these things. Some of our ladies are going to be talking about some of these things going forward, but how about, hey, how about just express it? How about just express it? I want you to know that I respect you. It got real quiet in here. Because we, we, we did, our culture says, well, you don't, you don't say that kind of thing. You know, you, if you want to have intimacy, well, we, we, we need to express those things. There are a lot of men who are terrified that their spouses don't respect them. And that's one of the reasons, that's one of the reasons that they don't open up. I'm telling you, they're scared to death that one day they're going to find out, one day you're going to find out how messed up they are. And so they just don't open up. And they need to hear from you. Listen, I know that you already know. I respect you for who you are. I want you to lead our family. If you can't do it verbally, put it down in writing. You want to write a love note to, to your husband? Listen, don't, don't, don't give your husband some sort of flowery, you know, you know, go down to Hallmark, and I'm on it, nothing gets Hallmark or anything, but, but this idea of roses and flowers and mushy, wishy. I mean, your husband don't want to read that. You do, husbands. Your wife does. Hey, just sit down and write your, and write your husband. Hey, here's, here's ten things that I respect about you. I just, wanted to, I just wanted to share that with you. I promise you he doesn't throw that card in the trash. Why? Because you're speaking to him on a level that God's created him to, to be fed through. Express faith in him. You know, in whatever he does. A lot of marriages are dysfunctional, and I'm going to tell you, you watch, you watch it. A guy will be like the boss. He'll be the one who does, like he's, he has everything under control, and he, this is his chosen career, and he studied for years and years. And I will see wives who will talk to and about their husbands like they're idiots. Nobody else talks to them that way. Hey, have confidence in your husband. I, I, I happen to be married to a woman who, I, this, her pendulum might have swung a little bit farther. She thinks I can do things I can't do, right? But I'm going to tell you, I'd a whole lot rather, oh, yeah, you can do that, can't you? I know you can handle that. Now I stand up here with nine fingers. And it's like, but, but this idea, that's a, lot, that's a lot better than, oh, yeah, I mean, I'm, you can't do that. I mean, you know what? Praise their good decisions. Allow them to dream, to dream. Hey, when your husband makes a bad decision, it'll happen. Be gracious with them. Tread softly on those things. When you're going to disagree, disagree in private. Don't, don't, rebuke, don't rebuke your husband in front of a bunch of people. If you're together with some of your friends, and it's like, listen, you need to take that to someplace private because you're going to crush that man. I'm just telling you that you are, and all he's going to hear, I know you're just trying, you're just trying to, to, to get the point across, but all he's going to hear is, you don't have any respect for me at all. 
Tell him that you're thankful for his strengths. Praise him in front of others. We, we could go on, but for sake of time, we understand. Listen, what, what happens in a lot of marriages is, hey, he'll do something incredibly unloving. Fellas, you ever done something unloving? Yeah, sometimes they're the people that I love the most. I know it. I hate it. I'm ashamed of it. But what happens is, what happens is I'll, I'll do something unloving and then she'll do something disrespectful. And then I'll say, oh yeah, well, I'm going to do something unloving. And then she says, oh yeah, well, I'm going to do something disrespectful. And I'm not articulating this in my mind. It just happens. And you start to spin and spin and spin. Anybody ever spun in, the, in, in their relationship? Some, some, some people call this the, the crazy cycle. Anybody ever found themselves on that crazy cycle? Back and forth, round and round and round and round. Anybody? Just me and Shelly, huh? Oh, well... No, I know we find like where in the world, how did we get here? And men hear criticism as contempt and women fear silence as hostility. Can I ask you something about your spouse? When you find yourself on these crazy cycles, do you believe that? Do you believe that, that they're a good-willed person? Like, do you believe that they want good things for you? Paul would say in 1 Corinthians 7, as he talks about the husband, he says, he who is married cares about the things of the world, how he may please his wife. I, I want good things for my wife. I don't want her to be hurt. I mean, if I had to choose who's going to get hurt this morning, she's at the bottom of that list. Sorry to everybody else in praise of her, right? That's how every husband feels. Do, do, do you believe that? If you believe that, then what happens when he, when he says something that, that's unloving? Maybe it was out of character. Maybe he didn't think that through. Maybe he'd had a bad day. Husband, you ever have a bad day? Yeah, right? This happened, this happened, this happened, and then you come home, and she says something that's, that's unloving, and you start to spin round and round. And... Listen, maybe, maybe they didn't really mean that, and maybe instead of, maybe instead of responding to, to, the, to the lack of love with the lack of respect, and a lack of respect with a lack of love, and a lack of love with a lack of respect, and round and round we go, maybe, maybe i got to say, I'm just going to step off this train for a minute. Maybe, maybe she does something that's un, that, 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 I, that I see as being disrespectful and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to respond with love. Maybe, maybe he does something that's incredibly unloving and say, I'm going to respond with respect. Now, who, the question is, who goes first? Right? It's not, it's not rocket science, but who, who goes first? Who goes first, guys? you go first or, or your spouse go first? I really want her to go first, to be quite honest. Listen, the person that goes first is whoever's the most mature in that moment. Th th there are times when I got to say, okay, no, I'm leading the way back onto this off the crazy cycle, back onto this energizing cycle. So there are some times where my wife's got to lead the way, but whatever it is, we, we're, we're going to go in that direction. See, because it's just an effort to acknowledge what Paul is saying here in Ephesians chapter 5. Let each individual among you love his own wife, even as himself. And let the wife see to it that she respect her husband. I'm going to challenge you to have some conversations about this. I'm going to challenge you to think about this. Because this, I can tell you all day long what I think about marriage, right? This is what God says, godly homes Radical homes, radical families are supposed to look like where the wife, excuse me, where the husband loves his wife even as he loves himself. Ladies, you're going to like that. 
because your husband likes himself. And the wives, see to it that she respect her husband. You see to it. We got some jobs to do for yes weekend, right? You see to it that this happens. Fellas, you're going to like that. When your wife spends every day this week saying, here's my mission today. My mission, my purpose is to show respect for my husband. That's God's way. And the Bible says, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Do we believe it or do we not? This is our great God, the giver of every good and perfect gift, who has given us a gift that he called marriage, that for many people has turned into a burden. But it's turned into a burden because we haven't done it his way. He says, I'm trying to show you how this thing's supposed to work so it'll be a blessing. See, this is about marriage, but this is really about me and God. I don't know. Your husband may be this. Your wife may be that. Maybe all that's true. But this is really, this is really about you and God. And in your home and in your marriage, you will find the place where your Christianity will be tested and will be proven in ways that no other arena will do. This is about me and God. Will you respond to Him? You might respond to Him by, by repenting. Listen, if you're here this morning and you're not, and you're not, you haven't shown love for your wife, you've neglected, you've abused, you've mistreated, you need to repent of that. If you're here this morning and and you have and you have had discon and you've had contempt for your husband and, and you you you've not given him respect because you didn't feel like he deserved respect, you need to repent of those things. For the sake of your husband, yes, for the sake of your wife, yes, but for the sake of you and God. That's what this is about. You may come into this setting saying, I'm not even thinking about God. There are lots of people, there are more people every day who try, who try to live as husband and wife without God than there are people that do with God. This may be all new to you. Listen, you come to Him. You come to Him to repent of sin in your life, to be immersed and to have your sins washed away, to arise, to walk in a newness of life. But I'm going to tell you, part of that newness of life is going to be the type of husband and the type of wife you are. Because this is about me and God. Love and respect. If you have a need this morning, you come as we stand and as we sing.